Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming live from the traveling built Ford Top Studio. Boomer Asias and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcasts across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. Live once again from the Blue Wire Studios here at Wynn, Las Vegas. Yesterday could have been the most ridiculous in a good way day of my life. Uh, having been on set with Drew Barrymore and Ross Matthews at the Drew Barrymore Show and then going up to the wonderful <coughs> Summit Club to play 18 with you and Jerry. And thanks to Mike Meldman and thanks to Casamigos who set us up at one of the nicest places on earth, quite frankly. And we were so very appreciative of that. But I was sitting at the uh, bar at the Italian restaurant with Stephen Waldron and Sean Kennedy last night at CBS Sports, like detailing how ridiculous of a day that was. <laughs> and I don't think I'm ever going to, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to recreate that. I got to be honest with you, Boomer. That was a, that was a, an all-time day here at the Super Bowl. I know this happens to you a lot. <laughs> You have these all-time 18-hour crazy days where you yes. feel like you're living in a movie, uh, but I do not. And the only thing that I that I missed, I was so I was happy for the fellas, but I was I was upset for me is I missed out on sitting next to a legend at dinner last night. One of my favorite all-time sports figures, the great Mark Davis, was eating dinner in proximity, close proximity to Eddie, Al, and Gina last night. And it was at an Asian fusion place, which is like, honestly, it's like seeing the polar bear jump into the water at the zoo. Like, you don't normally get that. And you and you got it. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I'm a little tired today, to say the least. I mean, that was an 18-hour day yesterday. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah. It was straight 1.50 in the morning to basically 7.50 to 8.15 last night. I mean, it was just nonstop. And you're right, man. Mike Meldman and Casamigos, thank you so much. Because it was quite an experience. So we play at this golf course called Summit Club, 3,500 feet up in the desert. And there are mountains all around it. There are snow-capped mountains all around it. We got a beautiful 53-degree day with sun. A great golf course, great clubhouse, really nice people that uh, that uh, couldn't have been any nicer for us. And it was just a <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful day. Now, before that, 
I was wondering which Geo I was going to get uh, at Drew Barrymore's show, whether it was going to be conforming Geo or it was going to be the Geo that, you know, at times can get a little bit uh, feisty here sure. on our show. Yeah. And I remember we were talking about this as we were going over to the show. Are we bringing our radio show to their TV show? Which we felt like, now nah, let's not do no, that. This is, this is their turf. This is not our turf. And then their their TV show actually is just like our radio show, just maybe some different subject matter. Yeah, but I mean they're checking out guys' asses. They they are uh, basically talking about women going into sports bars, meeting guys. Yep. I I mean it was all kind of the same thing that we talk about here normally. Yeah. I mean it just that it's it's quicker and there's there's a prompter from you know uh, one segment to the next but that's basically it i mean they're talking about buffet food and sneezing in the buffet and everything else it was it was incredible and yeah. they asked us to do the whole show too that was a surprise when we got there we thought we were doing one segment and then we show up and the producer goes yeah you're going to be here for the whole show if that's okay i'm like that's okay of course it's okay so the entire show that will air drew barrymore show on cbs 9:30 this morning um, we, you could check it out and we will be on for a full half hour. Right. So, um, here's the thing. I don't know if you felt this. There were a couple of things I think we were feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just a sense that you have of the environment around you. What's going on <laughs> as we're doing squats right now, working on our butts. Um, but I mean, so you and I start the, uh, the interview. Yeah. And I felt like the first four questions all came to me. They did. Yeah, and you were just kind of like sitting there. I was. Yeah, it was. It was a. Right, so, I, so we both were on the same uh, page yeah. with that. Yeah, it was, it was a loiter spot. Yeah. So, but I, I'm used to that, and I figured that, and I knew that I was going to have my opportunities. I wasn't sitting there thinking, "Oh man, I hope they talk to me." I mean, I knew well, it, so I, I was actually, here the whole show. I know? actually got you in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm saying I got Geo involved. That is true. Because I felt like after three questions, now wait a minute, you're just sitting there like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, all right, so let me get Geo involved here. I was going to start scrolling on my phone, just <laughs> 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 Instagram. And uh, then, and then, yeah. So of course, it it gets to Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you guys, I'm all in for this. You know, I think this is great. I think it's great. He and uh, she and Travis, it's it's great for the league. It's great for ratings. It's great for crossing over pop culture. It's great for young daughters who are Swifties and their dads now to watch the game and have something to bond together with. <clears throat> so my man here decides, well, hold on, hold on. I don't know how you're going to describe this, but I'll tell you the way I did it is I sent out a test balloon. I sent out a test balloon to see to see how it went over. So now you go ahead and give right. me your perspective. So basically, he was blaming angry football fans that have Taylor Swift overload. Yeah, mm -hmm. he didn't say he had it. Yeah, he he put the test balloon out there saying, "I think that you know football fans in general are you know exhausted with all of the oversaturation." Yes, of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and and their 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 romance and everything else. And uh, I was looking at Drew, who was sitting to my right, and she looked at Gio, and it was almost like they were married for 35 years. And, you know, that death stare that you would get? Oh, I he, felt it. He, if she had lasers out of her eyeballs, uh, he, no, he would not be sitting here today. He would have been disintegrated on set by the way that he was going at it. And then the way that she ended the set, I thought was very smart. Yeah. So after she gives me this look that that pierced my my soul, uh, she goes, well, I think that a love story at the Super Bowl is probably the greatest thing ever. All right, let's go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Drew. So anyway, tell me about E.T. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, that. That was something else, man. Thank God I didn't go any deeper into that because I w- might have been thrown right off the set at that point. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you were you stepped right into it, man. <laughs> and I was I was wondering how you were going to do it, but the way that you phrased it, it wasn't like it was coming from you, but you were speaking on on behalf of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I don't know if she got that. Yeah, I, I think it was fine. She got over it quickly because we had a great conversation about a bunch of other stuff after that. But yeah, in, in that moment, she was not pleased. But I did, I so I talked to one of the producers prior to the show that had listened to all of our uh, discussion about going on the show and what type of Taylor Swift discussion would come from me. And, and she said... I, I think that you, you you give a little bit, a little bit of the negativity, but really don't go in hard. But you can give a little bit of yourself. And I'll tell you. But, this. They, but she goes, if you go too far, she's like, they will come for you. <laughs> hey, I don't think she was meaning the Swifties. I think she was meaning Ross. No, and, no, no. And, she, and meant the, she meant the Swifties. Oh, she, she meant, meant the Swifties. Swifties yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meant the Swifties. I mean, it was kind of, it was, it was pretty funny. No, it, 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 it was. No, it, it, it was. And all of a sudden, I was—I I felt like a TV guy because I, that Ross Matthews was such a, um, a pro with like reading all the stuff that I was—I yes. was—I was watching him. And there was a a point where the the monitor had had gone out for him where the the teleprompter was, and he said, "He's like, no problem. I'll just read it off the jib." So then there's this jib camera that moves and that also has the teleprompter on it. So he just does that. So then the same thing happens to me when we're in the middle of the segment. I have to read a headline that the teleprompter goes out. I immediately went to the jib. You were just pro- like that. Total professional. Right to the jib. Started I mean, reading off the jib. By the way, that's exactly what JB does all day Sunday. Yeah. It's it's those ki- kinds of uh, the, the read-ins, the lead-outs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that happens with him. And he has a script in front of him. So sometimes he'll have to look down at the script. To make sure that he's following exactly what he's supposed to be saying. So I actually thought for the first time yesterday for you, yeah, I could see a future. I could see <laughs> you know possibly sitting in and uh, hosting for a you know under the weather JB. I could see that <laughs> under the weather JB. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think JB is. Has JB ever missed a show? Maybe one. Didn't there was one time he had he was sick in the last like six years that we worked together. I he, think he might have. Yeah, I. Because I remember you had to open the show. Yeah, I don't know why I opened that show. There was a, there was another show where he got very very emotional about one of the pieces that we had done, and when we had come back from it, I was I was looking at him because he he and I can look eye to eye with each other yeah, the yeah. way that we sit. Yeah, and I looked at him, and he was all teared up. Really? Yeah, and he could not speak, so I had to quickly jump into action. Wow! And take over the uh, the prompter for that. For that particular segment, I think it was a segment on Chris Henry. Remember the wide receiver oh, yeah, for the Bengals yeah, yeah. who ended up dying in a car accident. He yeah. was on the back of a truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, and we, and we did a whole thing with his family, and I think there was some organ donation that was going on, and JB just just couldn't handle, you know, just delivering the news in that regard because it was just so close to when Chris had had died so he was very emotional yeah so that's what i'll do i'll hang around the nfl today for like the rest of you know next year i'll start week one and then when jb gets emotional i can just pop right in and read off the jib right that's what I'll the, do. the other thing too i mean there's really no controversy <laughs> out here whatsoever except for the practice field that the the 49ers are on and it is a thing uh they are completely ticked off that they have to practice at unlv on this but they, i guess they're, they're just not happy about 
how soft it is and how soggy it is. You know, what's funny is th- this has become a thing, obviously, the last couple of days. There's also nothing else going on for the Super Bowl. But when Andy Reid was interviewed immediately after the AFC Championship game win, one of the first things he said, this might have even been on the field or was in the post-game news conference, stuck out to me. He goes, and we're going to be the home team, which means that we get the Raiders facility, which is going to be great. Like, that was one of the first things that came out of his mouth. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow. I mean, that, that must mean a lot to him that for him to mention it because the other place, he it probably sucks. Well, <laughs> I mean, it turns out that the 49ers can't stand it's, it. It's the UNLV practice facility. And, you know, you have the Raiders practice facility, which is a legitimate pro football setup. Over at UNLV, I think they had to bring grass in and put it on top of the turf, I think. Yeah, it's not, spongy or whatever. Right, it's spongy and it's soft. And, you know, I'm looking at it. And there's been a lot of rain here. Yeah, so that that probably all has also has something to do with it. But you know, the, as we're watching the Chiefs right now at the Raider facility, so they look like they're pretty happy and <laughs> uh, going along about their business. And then you t- you take a look at you know what the uh, the Forty ers are dealing with. It has become a very very uh, volatile issue within the NFL. I, that I can tell you. Yeah, but this is now two years in a row that there have been field issues. Now this is a practice field issue. I don't believe that we're going to get a game field issue, but who knows? Because we didn't think we were going to get that last year. This is two years in a row that there are major complaints about fields during the biggest week of the NFL season. Yeah, I would, I, I would also think that, you know, because of what happened last year, that the NFL will do their damnedest to make sure that this field brought in um, and that has been planted here and it was grown here. Uh, will be in tip-top shape. The question is, will it be a tight field, meaning will it be a slippery field? And the people that that usually affects the most, uh, you know, are the defenders. And that was the complaint coming from the Eagles last year. Right, and they still, the, the 49ers referenced MetLife Stadium and when all those guys got hurt. I think Rob Sala was still the defensive coordinator was, when, was. when all those guys got hurt in that one game at MetLife Stadium. And that's been that's been referenced, so that's in their heads. Uh, and, and who knows if they're not, running as hard as they would during practice or being extra careful or whatever. I don't know if that's going to translate over to the game or not, but these teams, they love to have the the underdog mentality, and neither one of these teams really is a, a true underdog because they're so good. Now, the, the the Chiefs were an underdog in for the first time ever in the postseason with the Bills and the Ravens, and I bet against them stupidly. Um, so they they've played that thing. The 49ers were always in everybody's Super Bowl. Every, best, best roster. Yeah, it, it, exactly. From from the get-go. But now, this is this is their thing. Even though they're the, the technical favorite in the game, this is now their thing. Like, they're screwing us. We got to fight through this. The Chiefs got this cushy little tr- practice facility thing. This is now their chip-on-the-shoulder right. situation. Just stop the run on Isaiah Pacheco. See if he can do that first and foremost, because they couldn't do it against the Lions or the Packers. Uh, you know, by the way, I have to say... Um, your golf game has vastly, vastly improved. Oh, thank you. I mean, I mean to the point where you're almost ready. I mean, I, you play fast. Yeah. Uh, you hit a couple drives yesterday that I was like, I hadn't seen you do that before. Um, I did not wear jeans on the golf course yesterday. Yeah. I saw that in my X feed. I don't know why people think that those were jeans. I mean, those it, are not jeans. It, it looks like it in the picture a little bit. I can understand why people thought that. But if you see it in person, 
they're not even it doesn't and even it's not jeans man I, yeah. I would never wear jeans to a golf course right no i, I and, especially you know, a golf course that nice and you actually could at that place because there's no rules but no those were not jeans i've got your back on that 100 not jeans the caddy told us we could play without a shirt on if we wanted to well that would have been a little bit radical yesterday <laughs> uh, given the fact that it was like 50 degrees what a great word radical it definitely would have been it definitely would have been radical uh, but yeah, no, that was. I, I no, do I, notice that Jay, uh, uh, Jerry always wears those uh, those black pants that are oversized. Yeah, I think he's got he's got pants that are too wide and too long, and he always wears those pants. He he, he does. They're the MC Hammer pants. That's what he wears on <laughs> like, the oh, yeah, they're like balloon pants. Yes, <laughs> when the wind catches him in a certain way, he looks like one of those uh, those hang gliders. Those guys, the the wingsuit guys. <laughs> That fly through the, the other air. thing I would also say is this morning for the first time, yeah, uh, I, I did see quite a few mutants uh, hanging around. <laughs> not, 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 not us right now. I'm oh, just yeah, talking yeah. about around the bar and oh yeah, you know the ladies of the evening are out now. Yeah, you know I did see that. I saw. I uh, I wanted to ask them just straight up, just so I had something to talk about if they were. But I was like, ah, it could be offensive. But there were two when I was coming out of the elevator. That I would I would have put money on. Like if FanDuel Sportsbook had like a live betting, is this a prostitute or not? I yes. would have clicked like yes minus one ten. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you could tell, and you could tell that you know Las Vegas is starting to swell now. Yeah, well, look at these guys out here having a great those time. Guys having yeah, a good those time. guys having those guys. There they are. Yes, these, these are like you know young, finely quaffed gentlemen. Yes, <laughs> you know this guy's got a nice trim beard. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these guys are having a great time out in Las Vegas. This is this is what you want to see. You know, yeah. guys like this, you think wrapping those, up their night. You think those are the types of guys that those two women who were looking for husbands and were going into sports bars that we were talking about yesterday yeah. on Drew Barrymore, those are the types of guys we're talking about? I mean, just by first glance through the glass here, I think. I think so. I think they're well off. You got some good money. You guys got some coin. Nice they got watch. coin. Yes. Yeah, a nice watch. Yes, <laughs> yes right. they got some coin. You guys are just coming in for the night, right? I mean, this is not, you're not up. No, no, no. Oh, you're still going. Oh wow, these guys! See this? <laughs> they, they're squeezing out every drop of this trip, and good for them. So well, enjoy, enjoy three, fellas. Three seventeen here in the morning. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, when I came downstairs at around two twenty, it was oh, like, yeah. whoa! Yeah, you're starting to see. They're starting to roll in. Mutants are starting to roll in. Mutant alert! I mean, it was. Oof. <laughs> I know it is something. I mean, you have to negotiate people walking. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think they know where they're walking to. You know, the, that elevator situation in this hotel is tremendous. But when the, when it's busy and there's like there's two like lanes and everybody's trying to you got to hit your card. It gets crazy, especially when I was going up with the golf clubs. I like knocked someone out yesterday <laughs> turning around because they were flying around the corner. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Jeez. But uh, yeah, it gets a little confusing. But anyway. Uh, big thanks to everybody yesterday, and the, and the crew at the Drew Barrymore show couldn't have been nicer. They were like legit excited we were there. Drew and Ross were so so kind. That was just uh, that was awesome. I want to thank everybody again for that because who knows? You know, you show up in a, a situation like that, they could probably you know it's TV. We're talking A list people. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking Geo Gianna. Yeah, right. I you think know? this could be a couple of times a year spot. You know, like a big sports story, like. Three times a year, you yeah, guys it just go have up to be down. sports with us. Like we could it do, doesn't. sure not. We could do butt lift exercises. Yeah, we yeah. could talk about buffet food because Ross loves a good buffet. He does. Yeah, he I'm does. not a big buffet guy. I actually grabbed his hand and sneezed in it. I yeah. said, "Now, now, go eat." <laughs> but, yeah, but her audience might love today's show, and then you're on three times a year. Her well, yeah. audience may hate today's show. No, <laughs> everyone's no, never no, be no, seen no, again. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. 
Uh, and maybe they get a little uh, bump in the numbers with our audience flipping over. Maybe they get that and they see that and they, they hit a male demo they haven't hit before. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's the four of us every day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer and Chio right into Drew Barrymore. Drew Ross, Boomer and Chio, CBS 930. All right, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Get Jerry in here in just a couple of minutes. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. CBS Sports Network. It is Thursday already. It's an NBA trade deadline day. I remember this time last year, Boomer had the norovirus, and Jerry and I were talking about Kevin Durant being traded from the Nets to the Suns. And that's one thing we did not mention about yesterday, is that Drew Barrymore had just gotten over the norovirus, and it had run through her family. Now, she claims that her last puke was Sunday. And that how, you know, by Wednesday that there was no chance. But you and her got very, very close to one another. Uh, and we all took pictures. We were close. And I, you know, hugged her for a little bit. But you spent like a good four or five minutes right saddled right up next to her because you FaceTimed your daughter during one of the breaks. Yes. There was a lot of spittle that could have been shared there. So you do get it once a year. So let's let's hope that Drew Barrymore did not give you norovirus. She tends to talk closely to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A close talker, that kind of thing. She def- Yeah, no, she definitely Very was. nice. Lovely. Oh, my one. Yes. Uh, very smart. Yeah, there I am. Uh, I'm FaceTiming with Sydney right now, and Sydney's like, Dad, don't do this to me. I'm like, what do you mean don't do this to This is Drew Barrymore. It's one of your heroes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was, uh, it was pretty. It was a lot of fun yesterday. That yeah. was great. Yeah, I know. But she did. I mean, she was she was letting us know. I, I gave her credit for letting us know that she had been throwing up a few days prior. She had to take care of her own kids. Yeah, who who had it first, which is just there's nothing. Oh, it happens. Happen. Yeah, we just. And I'm 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 also getting a lot of feedback on X about people thinking that Jerry's sick. Hmm. Why is that? I know. Are you do you sound sick? I don't think so. No. Does he sound sick to you guys? No. Yeah, there's a couple guys on 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 X that have 
sent me some messages saying that, you know, Jerry's going to get us all sick again. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> you got to do the game Sunday. Yeah. True. Yeah, we need to we need to keep the big guy healthy here for just a couple yeah. more days. Just a couple more days. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on in sports? Man? Uh, we were brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right <clears throat> to your door, and brought to you by ServPro, uh, cleanup, restoration, and construction. Visit ServPro.com. A couple of clips from the NFL, from the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, one, Patrick Mahomes, uh, there's this notion out there that because of you know Taylor Swift and because they've won a lot, that they're like the hated team. So how do you deal with being the villain now? I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. Now, they have won a lot, which is why Andy Reid was asked, you know, as you win, more pressure mounts. How do you deal with that as the head coach of this team? We try to have fun within the intensity of the game uh, during the week. Uh, there's a time to focus in and a time to mess around. Well, they can mess around after they win and have another parade. This is for Al, because you, once upon a time, did what in football? Quarterback to flag football. Yes. Team. What Brock Purdy once did? Girls flag football. Well, I don't know about girls huh. flag football, but he was a flag football player. Now he's on the biggest stage playing in the Super Bowl, and he looks back to those days. I played up until I was about 12, and... I think it just helped just with the speed of the game. It was a, it was a quick game. I think uh, hand-eye coordination, all that kind of stuff, really did develop for me. Um, you know, throughout my years of playing flag football, obviously being able to juke and and cut and move in certain ways. I don't get the sense you were juking and moving though, and cutting. <laughs> no, it was a pocket pass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> drop back, throw, and then the girl drops the ball, and you blame her. Yeah, until you quit. When you get blamed for <laughs> poor pass routes, yes. and I throw in the ball where the receiver's supposed to be, you quit. <laughs> Wait, you didn't finish the season? No. Well, you was, quit mid-season? No, no, I was pulled as quarterback, and then I was then put quit. at wide receiver, but I couldn't compete with 20-something-year-olds as wide receiver. So you quit on the team? I don't know about that, Jerry. I got busy on weekends. You quit. You quit on the team. Wow, I didn't know like that. You, just, like, just like you quit on the softball team. <laughs> Same thing. Well, that we retired. We didn't yeah. quit. No, we, no you, you quit along with Gio, Eddie, and Jerry. I played. I didn't mind going. And I, I always guess. said, make the games on Thursday. Okay. And I did quit. Gio and I. As long as you are admitting it, then fine. Yeah. And then I joined the mutiny once I saw which way it was going. Yeah, exactly. But but now you always do the suck up spot. Every time this comes up, Eddie's like, I, I still would have played. I still would have. Meanwhile, those conversations we had when we were, you know, we were trying to topple the softball team, you were all in. Oh, I didn't say I didn't hate it. <laughs> and, and those conversations did not involve me. No, because no, I, mean, I, 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 I know what Gio does. Joe goes up to you guys and say, hey, you got my back? You got my back? Because if you got my back, I'll pull the plug in this whole thing. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And you need some more. I'll I'll walk in and I'll tell the big guy, you know, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Right. It was just like when you wanted to go to afternoons and me, Al, and Jerry are like, no, we'll stay here. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are idiots. (laughs) All you care about were yourselves, selfish sons of bitches. (laughs) Kind of, Yeah. Mm. Um, here's one from George Kittle. So he looks across, he sees the Kelsey Swift stuff. He was asked if he could handle being in that spot. No, I can't grasp my head around it. I can't wait. At some point in the offseason, I'll probably have to grab a beer and talk to him about it. Can I say that? I think so. I'm I'm 30. 
I'm a man. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> uh, then a couple of things from around the league. Number one, and it's only a headline because of who it is. I think you've said all week, no shock that Bill Belichick didn't get a head coach. Uh, but his former quarterback, Tom Brady, on his podcast said the same thing. And, of course, people are writing about it. I don't know the criteria for hiring these guys, for hiring coaches. You know, I have never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job. You know, absolutely. But, you know, I'm surprised a lot of things in the NFL. When I was a free agent, there was a lot of teams that didn't want me. There's a lot of things that happen that, you know, for one reason or another, don't go exactly the way, you, you know, you think they should go. So he's surprised you're not. Whatever. I'm Bill not, Belichick is out there. It's hard to hire a guy like Bill Belichick who's doing it. A certain way for 30 years and all, all of a sudden you're going to ask him to change and conform to somebody else's building? I don't think so. You hire a guy like him, you're changing everything and you're handing the reins over to him because he requires that. And I do think that the Atlanta Falcons, like I told you, uh, did offer him. I don't think he was comfortable with the situation there. And all, all I can tell you is that Arthur Blank did move Rich McKay away from the football side of things. Probably at the behest mm. of one Bill Belichick, but then Belichick didn't take the job probably because he wanted other moves to be made. And by the way, a former uh, GM, I got to think, of, he was a former Patriot, went down there, I think, and worked for Arthur Blank for a while, kind of confirmed what I just said. Like You're not just going to hire Bill Belichick and he's going to conform to somebody who's already in the building. He's just not going to do it his way. Right. And that's why I was saying the other day at the media scrum that the next thing that Bill Belichick is going to do, if he is going to coach, he's going to coach a legacy team. And we were trying to figure out the legacy teams yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's what we were doing in the car. Legacy spot. There were a couple of ones that were, were teetering. Yep. But I feel like uh, Dolphins, Raiders, Packers. These are not, not every job is open. I'm just going legacy teams. Dolphins, Raiders, Packers. Bears. Chiefs, Bears. Giants. Giants. Cowboys. Niners, mm, legacy team, legacy, team. legacy team. I think that's probably, it's probably Steelers, about Steelers, 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 Steelers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mason so won. any of those teams that get off to a bad start or have a bad season, or I mean, a couple of those teams have had really good seasons. So I, you know, maybe one bad season is not going to force an owner to make a drastic change. But if somebody has back to back really bad seasons, I can see definitely. An owner saying, you know what? I want Bill Belichick here. I want him breaking the record, and I want him on my sideline. You mentioned the Cowboys is one of those legacy uh, teams. I did enjoy this. So uh, Dan Quinn going to Washington. Pretty big news this yeah, week. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Apparently that was news to Tony Pollard, who found out while on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Did you just find out you lost your defense coordinator? I just found out right now. Oh, hey, he's a congratulations. Newsbreaker. Newsbreaker. Yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. Quinn's head coach of Washington. Dan Quinn, yeah, head coach. Washington Commanders. Backwards hat show. How's he going to do? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't doubt Dan Quinn at all. And that's enough. You get the point. Like, they, that's enough. They, get the, they basically said to him, what is going to be like playing against him now, now that he's running Washington? And he was lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, assuming that they get a new contract done down there in Dallas. Well, I understand that. But still, the point remains, he had no idea, which I thought which, was funny. Yeah, it was also great for Tony Pollard because what did he do? He checked out after the end of the season, man. Yes, That's he what did. you got to do sometimes. Yes, you got to get did. away from it. So good for him. Good for him, I suppose. Yes. Uh, NBA tonight, the Knicks home for Dallas. Jalen Brunson is questionable. OG Ananobi, though, has been ruled out. I guess he's got a bone spur now in his arm. Uh, I don't know that it's that serious, but it's going to keep him out one more game. So today is the trade deadline. Three o'clock. Right. Do the Knicks do something? I don't think so, no. Not feeling it right now. 
Not feeling it. You're not feeling it. Huh? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like if anything, it'd be a minor situation. <clears throat> but I, I, I don't think so. I think they have their team that they want when healthy to go to battle in the playoffs, and then I think they're going to see what happens in the playoffs and then make a run at somebody in the offseason to complete the puzzle. Nets Cavaliers tonight. Cavs beat the Wizards Wednesday, so they lead the Knicks by one game for the second spot in the East. I only play this because I know this will drive you nuts, Boomer, when you listen to this. We talk about today's NBA and how guys play, don't play. So Steve Clifford coaches the Hornets. Yep. They are 10-40. and 40. They suck. They lost to the Raptors last night at home. Uh, R.J. Barrett at 23 points. This is Steve Clifford talking about his team and how poor they play and the effort and how bad it is. Let's be honest. I mean, it's why I was brought here. And to this point, I have failed pretty miserably is we don't care enough about defense all the time. We're better than we were in some ways. But, you can, you know, like we're a, what do they say? We're a sometimes team. Sometimes we run back. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we care about guarding the ball. Sometimes we don't. That's wow. rough. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, strong indictment of his own coaching and yes. his teammate and his uh, roster and the players. Woo. Like you don't he usually hear that with pros. Like sometimes you hear the college coaches sure. they'll tear into him, but you don't normally hear that. He point blank said, "I failed wow. as head coach." So they're ten and forty, I believe. So yeah. they have really struggled. Um, hey, Zoo, let's skip the next two because I want to get to the Rangers for Boomer because last night uh, I'm scrolling on the TV as I'm about to lay down, I see Rangers lightning on TNT. Yes. And uh, here was Kenny Albert on the call. Willenberg from Norway, the ninth Norwegian to play in the National Hockey League. Score! 2-0 Rangers! And that was that was Kenny Albert on TNT. They would win 3-1. Jimmy VC scored the first goal, then had an empty net goal uh, right around that goal from Brodzinski. Jonathan Quick, another start in net. 18 saves on 19 shots. Rangers, that, 18 saves on 19 shots. He had 32 <clears throat> saves the previous game, I believe. Right, so now he's back-to-back games coming out of the break. They're playing him. He's playing hot. He's playing great. Is there an issue between him and Igor Shosturkin? Not them personally, but for the coach... I mean, I think they go back to Shesterkin uh, for the game against the, the Blackhawks, their next game. But Jonathan Quick has been a savior. He has absolutely been a savior. But, again, 19 shots against. You know, that That's that's great defense yep. from the Rangers against a team that has Nikita Kucherov. So they've won uh, back- as one of the best offensive players in the league. Back-to-back wins out of the break. They're 32-16-3. The Lightning play the Islanders tonight. The Devils play the Flames tonight. Just one other quick one. Yeah, we got time. So you've got skip the uh, Jacob Triple one, Zoo. Give me to the last clip. So this is Darren Drager on, I forget what channel it was, whatever it was. Uh, let's see. It was on TSN. TSN. Okay, TSN, yes, yeah. TSN. So I guess the Rangers could make moves, but the one move they will not make or part with, apparently, is their first-round pick, and he here is why he believes that is the case. James Dolan, the owner of the New York Rangers, wants to protect the 2024 first-round pick so that the Rangers can be part of the spotlight at the draft in the sphere because Dolan is also <laughs> the owner of the sphere in Vegas. Doesn't mean that GM Chris Drury can't use another first-round pick, maybe in 2025 or acquire one, but the Rangers want to be part of the spectacle <laughs> in Vegas. That makes I, sense. By the way, I totally get that. Yeah. I saw this report yesterday. I mean, it depends on who they are trying to acquire and what would it take to get somebody of that caliber. I, I don't know who that is right now. I think everybody's thinking like, you know, Adam Henrique, maybe uh, Tony, for, uh, uh, what's his name, Vetrano. 
uh, that was here a couple of years ago. So I could see what, you know, those two guys coming here, but that's not going to require first round picks. I thought it was cool though. The sphere, we're here. Strangers. Yes, exactly. We here. Jim Dolan, it all depends on what, what you're looking at and what type of player are you bringing in and what is going to be the cost. And if he wants to hold on to that first pick so he can be a part of the sphere, I'm all for it. It's his building. Yes, and he will be uh, front and center. And lastly, remember I told you Jazz Chisholm lost his arbitration case the other day? Yeah. Vlad Guerrero Jr. won his. He got almost $20 million. The Blue Jays were offering 18 All right. And next hour, you'll hear from David Stearns. Does not sound like an extension is coming for Pete Alonso anytime soon. We'll give yeah, you that well, audio yeah, next is hour. That, but is that because of the team or is that because of uh, Boris? I mean, both. I mean, Scott Boris, for sure, driving that bus. He never, ever, ever has a client sign before that client can talk to other teams and hit the open market. Bet on yourself, hit 60 home runs, and then sign a, a massive contract after that. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And CBS Sports Network. So, Porter McFarland, who got criticized probably more than any color analyst in the NFL when he was doing the wow. Monday Night Football thing. I mean, it was it was bad during that time. I mean, I know that Romo is getting a lot of criticism now. Jason Witten, Witten, yeah, both of them, yeah, that was tough. But here's here's the difference. So, Witten was done after one year. So they did that terrible Joe Tessitore, Jason Witten, and, and Booger Mobile when Booger was in the the. the <laughs> we would just be going around the field, and then the fans couldn't see the game because Booger was in his Booger mobile. Uh, and then Jason Witten left after the first year, and then Booger went in that seat, and then he would, got criticized. So yeah, but both of them were completely roasted. 
uh, for those couple of years that they were were doing it. So he was asked about why Tony Romo gets so much criticism, and he and he responded. Booger said, "When you're on TV and you got thirty five to forty million people watching, uh, and when more than that even, and you're making seventeen million, people want to nitpick every little thing you do. Uh, they're not hoping you enjoy your seventeen million." And I think that's a, a fair assessment of it. And and we saw Tony Romo yesterday because he was also going on the Drew Barrymore show. And even though I, this is probably the second time that I've been around him, but I just get a, a feeling from Tony Romo that he does not give a crap what anybody thinks exactly. Him. Like just these, he is living an amazing life. Yes. He is so happy. He's accomplished everything <clears throat> he's wanted to accomplish. He loves golf. He had a great NFL, very good NFL career. Uh, and he's just he's just doing his thing, man. You know what? I give him a lot of credit for being oblivious to whatever criticism may be coming his way. Yeah. yeah. But I think that also helps when you're a former quarterback and you've had to deal with criticism in that regard as well as a player. And, of course, being a Dallas Cowboy player, um, I'm sure he's used to it. But I, I, I don't see any change in him from the day he started with us. Yeah. That's the same guy. Right. Which is not an easy thing to do, by the way. You know, when pay <laughs> me seventeen million, I'll be more than happy to do it. <laughs> I guess you're right. So but everybody you know, go f off. Yeah, I don't care. That's true. You, know, you don't like the way I do a game? Too bad. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I I know. But some people, not everybody, can do that. Even even that's what I'm saying. Even with the money, it, but he is with doing the money. It. He is doing it. You know, I, he is living living his best life. You're you're probably right. I, I, he's thicker than I remember. Not in a, in any way in a fat way, but just thicker. Like he was. Like he's very stockier than he tall but also has like some meat on him yeah i mean just like uh russell wilson yeah that's how russell wilson is built just like that yes yeah, so he's not very tall i think he's probably like, what six one uh yeah maybe yeah maybe six two but he was uh he's got a thick ass yeah he does like, i keep telling you about the girth and the butt in the area that's, I know. that's what they want in quarterbacks but even like his chest is just everything was just he was just thicker than i than i ever thought he would be in person and I think I feel like I'd met him before in person, but maybe not. Then I heard Al talking about how tiny Tracy Wolfson was this morning on the on the warm up. Oh my show. gosh, she's so tiny. Yeah, I I don't think she's tiny. I don't know if tiny is the right word. I would I would say. Uh, I mean, like uh, just I would say athletic, um, very healthy, and I don't know. But well, tiny say is not like, the word. No, I say like Tom Cruise. These celebrities, when you meet them, they're tinier than Smaller, you imagine. Yeah. yeah. She seemed tiny to me, and I didn't think it was her when I saw her because because Jerry's like, there's Tracy Wolfson. I said, no. And the reason I said no is Stephen Waldron was having this conversation with her as if they had been friends forever. And I said, there's no way Stephen Waldron knows Tracy Wolfson. <laughs> just, Why would they both work for CBS Sports, man? And then he has Gina take a photo of them together. I said, oh, I go, how long have you known Tracy? He goes, oh, I just met her. Yeah, Stephen was uh, Stevie, Stephen was very out in front yesterday. Oh, oh man, it was that was I one mean, of shaking hands with yeah, all the yeah. executives, the whole thing. He put a sport coat on. <laughs> <laughs> he took the words right out of my mouth. And he, oh my god! So we, you didn't, I didn't even tell you about this. So we're waiting in the car to pick you up from your speaking engagement to go over to the Bellagio for the taping of the show. Right. Stephen called my phone no less than six times while we were waiting for you in what a 15 minute time period yes to the point where i handed the phone to jerry and said talk to him and tell him that i'm not around <laughs> i can't 
can't, I can't do it. And then Jerry, like, so he pulls a prank on me because the phone would just go off and go off and go off. And then so Jerry then calls me from the seat next to me. So I think it's Steven again. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a oh, Jerry. <laughs> he started laughing. Uh, but yeah, he was Steven was just all look at him here. Look how proud he is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, you know, he was right in the middle of everything. Yeah. I mean, I from the pull, the whole situation where we had to pull up and then they had to take our photos getting out of the car and then we had to take the golf cart to someplace. I mean, we didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> no, we didn't. And he had an interesting end to his day. Did he tell you the evacuation of the restaurant because of the yes. fire situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about some uh, table that ordered like six bottles of Camus just left and never came back? Yes, and they kind of helped themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you want to talk about a scum move. Wait a minute, hold on. So somebody left Camus on their table. Well, they evacuated the okay, restaurant. the restaurant, right? And then Stephen and his group came back. They were the only ones they to go back. back and after. they took the Camus off the table. Yeah. That is a scumbag. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, and you saw Mark Davis, what, like at P.F. Chang's or something? Well, in, in uh, the Wynn Hotel, there's a restaurant called Red 8. It's an <clears> Asian <throat> fusion. And uh, yeah, he came walking in with uh, Lincoln Kennedy. Oh, oh! And uh, they had a nice meal. I, Who recognized Lincoln Kennedy? I knew I knew him from somewhere, and then I was explaining to Jerry. Jerry said probably Lincoln Kennedy. I Google imaged him; it was okay. him. Lincoln Kennedy was in a Monday night game that I was doing for ABC, and he went up into the stands in uh, Mile High versus the the uh, Denver Broncos. I'll never forget that because he was a mountain of a man. I don't know. Is he Just still like a big, big fella, yeah. yeah. He went up into the sand because somebody threw a snowball at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we, we kept it on the air. We watched the whole thing. And I was like, wow, that is like one guy I do not want to get involved with. Yeah, I want to go to, I don't know if I'm going to have time, but I want to go to that restaurant at the same time that those guys went to see if I can catch a glimpse of my king, Mark well, Davis. Mark Davis is your king, definitely. <laughs> you did see an NFL owner that you ran into and got introduced to yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Dean Spanos, uh, the LA Chargers. And uh, <laughs> I told him that, I was like, yeah, you know, with Jim Harbaugh, so you'll be in the Super Bowl in two years. As I just said, that's exactly what he wanted <laughs> to hear. Yeah, I, I don't you know. You know exactly what to say. Like, you did not shy away or anything. No. No, no, no. And then he goes, well, I like the way you think. I hope that you're right. And that was that. Was that. But yeah, it was NFL owners all over the place. Just rubbing elbows with NFL owners. Did any one of you guys have the urge to go up to Mark Davis and ask for a picture? Because I 100% would have. I did, but it was like a quiet, sort of smaller place. So I didn't want to bother him, but I would have loved to. How was the haircut? Did not look as crazy in person. So it's, it's better than... Better than, yeah, less oh, bowl cut. very aware of it. Yeah, what was interesting too is like he has a uniform which is just a long sleeve white t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. There he's even in that photo. That's wall he wears. His haircut was not as bowl cutish in person like how how it is on the TV screen right now. He was very pleasant to the staff, I will tell you that. Super nice guy. Well, I mean he better be. This is his city. This is his town. Yeah. Super Bowl week. He can't be running around stiffing people or drinking Camus off of somebody else's table. <laughs> but he did uh he did he did read a newspaper while at dinner. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's a little strange. Big newspaper, like, folding it up. Like, was it like the Las Vegas Gazette, whatever it's called yeah, out I was here? Trying to, I was trying to see what it was or which section of the paper he was reading. I couldn't really tell. Maybe but he was looking at the horse racing results or something. Maybe. Something. <laughs> I, I just, oh, <laughs> I love him. 
Look at look at the, just everything about. Like I wish they'd make a, like a little Mark Davis doll. Oh. You know, and I I like a bobblehead doll. No, not a bobblehead, like a stuffed animal, little Mark Davis <laughs> doll. You know, about about yay high, like this this big. You know, with the haircut and everything, with that white shirt uniform on. I mean, I, I would I, I'd sleep with that thing. I think I'd have so, it in my bed. So when you play golf, right? <laughs> and we're playing golf yesterday. And we were playing very fast. Yep. There were just three of us, and there were a couple groups out there that were in front of us. So both groups let us play through. And the one group on a par three, you know, and this is where you got to show up. You have to. Because people are down there. They've already hit their balls. They're already down by the green. And they they wave you up. Yeah. And they think that you're really good because you're playing so fast. You're right on their ass. Yeah. You know, and we've hit a couple of nice drives, and they've seen that in the fairway behind them on the previous holes. So now we get to this one. And our caddy goes, hey, they're waving us up. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. And they, they know it's you, too, by the way. That's another thing. So did they know like, it was me? Yes, they did. I didn't know, I didn't yeah, know that. 100%. They said <clears throat> when we got up there. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> so we get up there on the tee box. And uh, I hit it. Yeah. And I put it about 20 feet yep. right off the pin. So great shot. Yep. Geo goes up. It's a ball a little left of the, of the green. It hits a hill. And it comes squirting on down right off the green. Perfect <laughs> shot. Jerry goes up. Jerry puts one within seven feet. Wow. <laughs> and, that, and you would think, you would have thought that we were playing like scratch golfers right. coming up now to the hole to putt yeah. for our birdies. Exactly. Like we, it was the live tour. Like we just <laughs> showed up. <laughs> and then, so then, you know, Boomer makes a, a nice putt for a par. I make a, a nice putt for a par. And then Jerry birdies it. Jerry, Jerry Birdie, Birdie, yes. We just, we burned, took all the golf carts. Like it was the greatest thing ever. I was like, yeah. We showed up. We get up to the next tee box. I said, you know, I don't care what you do the rest of the day, but you guys, I'm so proud of what you guys just did. <laughs> that you, was amazing. You remember what Jerry did on the next tee box? Yeah. He, he hit the ball. PBFU. Right. <laughs> he hit the post birdie. Yes. F up. Yeah. He, he hit the ball to that gaggle of geese. <laughs> <laughs> Like seven hundred keys, and then when he hit that ball, I turned to my caddy. I said, "So this guy here, you know, hit a ball into a tree and hit himself in the face when he was playing with his kids and his dad on Father's Day." Why would that have been an amazing story from your perspective? He goes, "Oh, that would have been awesome." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everybody's in total agreement in regards to Jerry, um, but yeah, he uh, he played pretty good yesterday. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So he was a, a great day. But that moment we needed to come up, and we we did under pressure. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.